It feels funny to be sitting in the studio alone recording a podcast called Two Gals and Some Data and to be talking about the importance of incorporating a physical component into our marketing strategy when social distancing has become a part of our daily lives. But the show must go on, and I feel extra lucky to have Angie Arnspeiger, Navistone's head of business development, on the phone talking with me about data and how you can use data to make more money. Hi, Angie. Hi, Lori. Thanks for having me. Internally, we'd been brainstorming topics for this podcast for several months, and given the physical component of our solution, we came up with the idea of making marketing more physical. But now we find ourselves trying to chart new territory in a time when it's more important than ever to not be physical. That's so true. It is a new territory for all of us, but I truly think it's because we are practicing social distancing that the need of making connections is even more important. And we are starting to see new connections everywhere. It has been amazing to see people and brands come together for the common good. I just learned about a retail coalition of brands that are supporting each other in their marketing efforts. And the shop online day that just happened last week, it's very inspiring. I hadn't thought about it that way, but it does make sense. There is so much evidence, research and white papers, stressing the importance of connecting physically. So I'm going to throw out our first trivia question. And Angie, it is a softball. When we are born, which of our senses is the first one to be available? Gosh, is it touch? That's correct. Um, I recently read an article from NeuroNation where they shared that experiencing physical contact plays a vital role in our physical and psychological health. Who doesn't need a hug, right? And there's just something different about talking with someone when you can make direct eye contact. But thinking abstractly for a moment, that physical connection expands much farther than we might traditionally think. To your point earlier, let's think about it in the context of marketing because as marketers, that's our goal, to make that connection with consumers. In, in a time when brands are being cautious with their outreach, being sensitive to the stress and concern over the physical and mental health of themselves and their families and their friends, I'm curious if you think that we can expect to see more or less advertising. Yeah, I would expect pure prospecting and broad prospecting budgets will decline for a while at least, but I'm really not sure. I had just read an op-ed piece a couple of weeks ago that made me think about the millions of dollars not being spent on advertising in the sports industry as a result of the nat- national sports shutout, you know, seasons being suspended, the delay of the baseball season, the summer Olympic- Olympics, et cetera. And that's a lot, a lot of marketing dollars. But then I've seen a lot of advertisers using their marketing budgets, but modifying their message as a way to share with those consumers those things they are doing to keep their employees healthy and to provide updates on how they are able to run their business in a safe way when they can. Yep, I completely agree. While many advertisers are planning for immediate cutbacks in their advertising budgets this quarter, I think you have to consider the industry you're in and consider modifications to your advertising, both content and channel, versus cutting it. We're seeing shifts in advertising based on industry. At Navistone, we've been able to see those industries where advertising is increasing and should increase and others where it shouldn't. Think about companies that provide food services. The need for that particular service today is greater than it's ever been, and those brands should be advertising and marketing to those consumers that are showing intent. 
home decor, home services. Um, those are some other categories where we've seen increases. People are spending a lot of time at home and noticing what they need or what needs to be fixed. And then there's those companies that have cut back and, and should cut back, travel and hospitality, the restaurant and entertainment industries. Those are probably two industries that we have seen be the hardest hit, although we are starting to see some things turning around for the better within travel. And last, I would say, uh, within you know retail in general, uh, we've seen most non-essential retail stores close. And I say non-essential in air quotes because I'm not a fan of that term. But these closures are causing a shift. Retailers are using advertising to drive consumers to their online e-commerce sites. I'm curious what you think about this shift, the closing of physical stores and the increase in website traffic given our need for that physical connection. Yeah, it's an interesting question. You know, over the last couple of years in retail specifically, they've had to focus on the need for physical connection and turning their shopping experience into an experimental in environment. So you probably have heard the term retailtainment a couple of years ago. It didn't really catch on, although the experiences did. And what that is, is how do you get people in the store and to shop and bring value to them? So for example, there were some you know, high-end clothing stores where you can drink wine, you can socialize and skate while shopping for skater shoes, or even walk a contemporary out gallery um, that was brought inside an optical sunglass retailer. Yeah, it's all, yeah it's, you're right, it's all about that experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on the other side of this pandemic, I imagine stores will get back up and running, absolutely. But the struggle will be to bring those that have been buying online for three months or so back into store, meaning that those stores are most likely, they'll have a smaller footprint, a larger focus on this immersive experience. And we'll probably see more augmented and virtual reality technologies to help make the in-store shopping fun, engaging, and unique. Yeah. I have a question for you, though. Okay. You had mentioned earlier that advertisers should not only consider the industry they are in and make modifications to their messaging, but to also consider the channels they market in. What, do you, what did you mean by that? Well, I, I have read some conflicting studies about the amount of time consumers are spending online now that we're practicing social distancing. While there are great platforms and apps online that help us all stay connected, we also hear about the neighborhood social distancing happy hours and the desire to just pick up the phone and talk with friends and family. We've also heard that as retail stores are closing, advertisers are shifting marketing dollars online and driving site traffic. But there are some unintended consequences of that shift. With the influx of dollars into online marketing, costs for online advertising is actually increasing up to 40% for many. That is leading to higher CPCs, cost per click, and essentially making digital advertising less effective. So you're spending more for the same number of digital impressions because the shift in budget is driving up online bidding. Therefore, you really need to evaluate other channels. And it's no secret that I'm a fan of direct mail, and I'm going to use that as a segue. Um, so Angie, as a consumer, if you've been isolated and haven't been able to make a connection through one of the social platforms, or even if you are connected through social platforms, do you think that direct mail can fill some of the void? I really do. 
it's a connection that feels personal. And who doesn't love getting mail? Sure, some don't like the junk, junk mail that floods the mailbox at times, but boy, letters from friends and family or even relevant advertising always spark an emotional response for me. And it's intriguing. And dare I say, maybe happiness too. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, we continue to hear about the benefits of direct mail and the positive impact it has on the brain. I feel as if I'm experiencing this firsthand. Every day now, I really do find myself looking forward to getting the mail. It's emotional. Somehow it makes me feel connected to the outside world. And reading through a catalog is, as just one example is a nice distraction from the Tiger King and quite honestly, a nice break from doing a lot of nothing. I want to share a quote that I read a couple of years ago. It was in a research paper titled The Private Life of Mail. It's a long quote, but it's so relevant. What digital media hasn't changed is people. We are still physical creatures that thrive on human contact and stimulation. Giving, receiving, and handling tangible objects remain deep and intuitive parts of the human experience. Sending a direct sensory experience of your brand can mark a pivotal moment in the customer journey. Oh, I love that quote. Having something that you can touch physically is so important right now. You can't go into the store and touch that sweater you're interested in, but at least you can physically touch a direct mail piece that presents that sweater in a beautiful way and gives you the illusion of actually holding it in your hand. Yeah. Do you think that direct mail plays an even larger part in forming connections during this time of uncertainty? I absolutely do. Um, you may remember in 2015, there was a study that was released that showed stronger recall and emotional responses to physical ads. Physical media also triggers brain activity associated with value and desirability signaling a greater intent to purchase. So, you know, physical mail also proved more effective in activating longer term memory and more accurate recall, you know? The information we use when deciding whether or not to make a purchase is that memory and recall. And did you know that um, according to the Neuroscience of Touch, surveyed by SAPI North America and neuro neuroscientist David Engelman, but they said up to 84% of online orders now derived from physical interactions with catalogs, magazine advertising, and other direct mail pieces. Consumers really do trust physical material more than they do digital. Yeah, I totally agree. I wanted to go back something uh, that you had mentioned um, a little while ago. You mentioned one aspect of direct mail that consumers don't love. Uh, you referenced junk mail. As marketers, we have an obligation to make all of our outreach relevant. So my second softball for you, do you think direct mail can ensure that relevance? I do. There are programs like Navistone that provide the unique opportunity for advertisers to connect with the consumer who are already on their site browsing. You know, they don't have to second guess as to whether now is the time to get an advertisement in front of them. And they don't need to be broad with their reach and prospecting. Maybe with decreased marketing budgets, they can't afford to be broad with that outreach anyway. And they need to build their file. But you can still have that personalized connection with consumers who are showing intent through a more physical outreach, which is direct mail. I can't think of a better way to end this discussion. So that'll do it for this episode of Two Gals and Some Data. Thanks, Angie, for joining me today. 
And if you want to read more from us, check us out at navastone.com slash blog. And if you enjoyed today's show, head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Thanks for listening. Thank you.